Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. You're listening to episode 113, recorded on September 13th, 2022 at 5.31 p.m. You read the title, you looked at the description. We're talking about the September 2022 Nintendo Direct, all the announcements, my impressions, my thoughts, etc., and I'm going uh, to let you know a little bit more about some uh, jobs I'm doing, some work I'm doing, some money that I'm making, and how that's all working out in the good old state of South Carolina. But that'll be second. First up, let's talk about this Nintendo Direct. Low-key, forgot it was happening. Um, I've been working recently, so I had like slept till 2 a.m., and then I was up at 2, and I'm like, oh, you know, what, what am I going to do? I don't know. So then I was just sort of vibing, trying to get back to bed. And I did at around 4 or 5 a.m. And then I woke up at 4 p.m. I'm like, what the hell happened, bro? I just wanted a couple more hours. I didn't mean an, an extra 12. I had slept for like five earlier. Why did I need another 12? Apparently, I was just tired. I don't know what it is. But all that to say, the direct happened way earlier in the day. So I was at a very real chance of being spoiled. But uh, I was able to find the video just fine. Wasn't spoiled at all. And I think there's kind of a reason for that. Because some of these announcements are kind of um, boring. I don't know. I, I felt like for a 40-minute direct, highlighting everything coming at the end of this year, there wasn't a lot. And what was there was stuff that was kind of obvious. I mean, there were a few good surprises, and we'll get to them, but most of it was obvious. We're going to be reading uh, an article from IGN that gives us all the announcements. It will not be in chronological order because none of these articles ever are chronological. I, I hate that. It just, they just put the, the most interesting stuff up top, but as someone who wants to go announcement by announcement and recap everything, it makes it impossible. So I'm not even going to bother. We're just going to read whatever's on this IGN article in whatever order they decide to do because fuck it, why not? All right. So, the very last announcement, the big thing, the thing everyone's talking about, the sequel to Breath of the Wild finally has a name and a new release date. It is called <clears throat> The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom and will be releasing on May 12th, 2023. So, on the one hand, cool. Glad we got a name. Good name. Glad we got a little bit more of a trailer. Glad we have a release date. Great. Good to hear. On the other hand, though... It kind of uh, deconfirms a few things for me. For one, I don't think we're getting another Switch model anytime soon. There was a lot of theories that Breath of the Wild 2 getting delayed was because there was going to be like a Switch Pro or something to accompany it. If it's coming out in May, I don't think that's happening. It could, but that leaves very little time for an announcement like that. And I just don't think that's the case. I think it just will be coming out on the regular Switch. And the OLED was the quote Pro that we got. Um, the other thing, that it deconfirms for me is that I think now we're not getting Twilight Princess or Wind Waker on the Switch. At least not right now. There was a question with Breath of the Wild being delayed into next year. We had known about that. That Oh, maybe they'll release a Zelda game this year to fill in the gap. Like Nintendo's been saying, we want a Zelda game every year. So the only real like candidate, in my opinion, was uh, putting out Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD. But... With this coming out in May, that pretty much means we're not getting any Zelda games in between. If they do announce something, it's going to be incredibly small uh, and minor, if at best. So, 
with all that being said, this game looks cool. I'm happy that it's finally coming out. But it does come with a little bit of disappointment to me personally because the longer this got delayed, the more interesting things got, in my opinion. But I know people have been waiting on Breath of the Wild 2 for a long time. Insane that it's taken this long to work on. But still, what are you going to do? All right. Next up, this is probably the biggest announcement to me personally, the one genuine surprise, the thing that I think got most people excited, and that is the official announcement trailer of Pikmin 4. Man, I think at this point, Miyamoto has said he had been working on Pikmin 4 since like the Wii U era. Like Pikmin 3 came out early in the Wii U, then he was working on one, said he was still working on one, and now it's taken almost until the end of the Switch's life to be like, oh yeah, Pikmin 4, fuck, I forgot we were working on that. Yeah, let's go ahead and put a trailer out for that. Just super bizarre. And it came off announcements of like the Mario movie, Super Nintendo World. He spent like five minutes talking about the Pikmin Bloom mobile app. And it's like, who cares? I was fast forwarding it on my phone because I didn't watch it live. And then finally he's like, oh, here's the real announcement. Pikmin 4, we got like maybe... 10, 20 seconds, and that was it. No major gameplay, no major nothing. But it comes out in 2023, so that's cool. Yeah, the, the article here says it was close to completion back in 2015. That's how long we've been waiting for Pikmin 4. I know Arlo and a bunch of other Pikmin fans are excited. I had a feeling we would eventually get a Pikmin 4 just because Pikmin 3 Deluxe came out, and that did better. But still, you never know with series like this that are so small and so neglected and often don't get new entries or just stuck with the port. Pikmin 4 is a very good thing. I'm excited about it. A uh, huge win for a lot of fans of the series and uh, fans of Nintendo IPs that haven't had installments in a while. Even though the last one was on Wii U, I think it came out in like 2013. So it has been a while, while. So very excited about that. Next up, they opened up the Direct with Fire Emblem Engaged which at first I thought was a spinoff just because it was showing a bunch of older characters. And I'm like, what is going on here? But no, it's a new mainline game. And the kind of gimmick with this one is that there's like ghosts or helpers from like Fire Emblem's past that help you in this new sort of journey where the main character kind of has this like red and blue hair going on. Not sure what the uh, drip is here, but uh, I don't know. He kind of looks cool. Kind of looks epic. I don't know. I'm not like a big Fire Emblem person. I'm happy for Fire Emblem fans who, after Three Houses doing so well, uh, we were pretty sure we were getting a new Fire Emblem soon, but it kept, you know, taking forever. But, uh, geez, that came out, the Three Houses came out in 2019. So, yeah, it's been a good bit. I know they've had, like, uh, Fire Emblem and heroes and that type of stuff and the mobile game but to get a new mainline one is always a cool thing it just probably won't be something i'll be playing personally something i will be playing however is kirby's return to dreamland deluxe i love when nintendo just takes old first party games from a generation or two back and just decides yeah let's go ahead and put it on the switch so if you haven't played it return to dreamland is the wii entry kind of the uh, 2D platformer that sort of sparked this current Kirby renaissance that we're in. Because for a while in the GameCube generation, we really only had like Air Ride and a couple of portable entries, and they took several years apart, and we weren't just getting a whole lot. Return to Dreamland comes out in 2011, and then that sort of sparks like Triple Deluxe and Robobot, and uh, Epic Yarn was in 2009, so that was before that. Um 
Star Allies was the game I was trying to think of. Jesus, <laughs> I haven't played Star Allies. But that was sort of, this game was the one that sort of sparked that renaissance. And for good reason, because it's kind of a return to form to uh, 2D sort of Kirby platforming. And it looks pretty good. They kind of did a little bit of a new art style with this, where they added outlines around the characters. DDD looks completely different. He looks like his Forgotten Land version, rather than the version we got in the original Return to Dreamland. But uh, this was a great game. Loved playing it on the Wii. Glad it's coming to the Switch. It'll be super fun to play a co-op with people. And I also love the addition of being able to uh, just play as four Kirbys if you don't want any of the characters. The mini games look dope. I'm sure it'll probably be $60, which is a little too much. But I don't know. I love this game a lot. I think it deserves to come to Switch. And it's a good little, good little game to add on to the end there. Forgotten Land is kind of the uh, the new 3D direction, and this is a pretty good entry for the 2D one. So if you weren't a big fan of Star Allies, this one should be a little bit uh, up your alley. All right, then we got Octopath Traveler 2. It was funny, because I have not played the first one. But when I heard the music pop up, and I'm like, huh, are they remaking something? What is this? Why do I know this theme? Apparently, I just know the Octopath Traveler like main theme. Because, like, that shit came out, I'm like, oh, that's Octopath Traveler? They're making a second one? Weird. The fact that it just, like, came to me like that was uh, was bizarre. But, uh, yeah, apparently they coming out with the new one. February 24, 2023 looked very similar to the first one. Same art style, same sort of concept. Hope it's a little bit more fleshed out this time. I don't know. I'm, I'm just repeating what I've heard from other people who talk about this game often enough. Then we have Bayonetta 3, which finally got a release date, October 28th, 2022. Jeez, between like this and like Metroid Prime 4, those were kind of the two like longest running, when is this game coming for the Switch uh, contenders. And now Bayonetta 2, or not 2, Bayonetta 3 is finally coming out and will sort of end that speculation, which pretty much just leaves Metroid Prime 4. Because Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out in May. This will be out in October. And I think every other game that was announced for the Switch has not had this long of a wait. So uh, Metroid Prime 4 really is going to have the expectations stacked onto it. But no, I'm happy Bayonetta 3 comes out. It should be good. 2 is really good. Uh, and I hope 3 is even better. All right, then we got a Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm game. I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, some N64 games came to uh, Switch Online, which is kind of cool. You got the first three Mario Party games, one, two, and three. Then you have Pokemon Stadium, one and two, which are pretty cool. I've never played the second one. Uh, Pilot Wings, Excite Bike, 1080 Snowboarding. I love the N64 library so much, so the more of these games that come to the online service is pretty cool. The big one for a lot of people, though, is GoldenEye 007 with online play. And this was kind of a surprise because GoldenEye, uh, being a James Bond game, uh, stuck in a lot of licensing hell. Not only that, it was made by Rare, who is no longer uh, working with Nintendo, so we never thought this would be like a thing or a possibility. But uh, apparently they figured it out, so it's coming to Switch Online. It's also, I believe, coming to Rare Replay, but the Switch version is going to have online multiplayer, and Rare Replay is going to have like a 4K sort of upscale where it looks a lot nicer. So depending on what part of GoldenEye you liked it might be more worth it to get the Rare Replay version. But still, I mean, that, that's cool. I've never played the uh, original GoldenEye. I'm not a big first-person shooter fan, especially not for this era. But uh, pretty cool nonetheless. I hope we get GameCube someday. hope we get Game Boy. hope we continue to further out that lineup in the future. 
Then we got to look at some Wave 3 of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass. What a long-ass title. Uh, Wave 3 is going to launch this holiday, and they really only showed two tracks. Merry Mountain from Mario Kart Tour, which is kind of like Christmas theme. And one of my personal favorites, they got Peach Gardens from the DS game. I love this track in Wii. It looks gorgeous on the Switch. Uh, kind of very hyped to play it. The one track I'm looking forward to is you got to have uh, Maple Treeway. If Maple Treeway is not on the booster pass, on any of the waves, then it's officially not a good DLC pack. you got to have Maple Treeway. Uh, but Peach Gardens, you know, not bad. We got Mushroom Gorge. We got Coconut Mall. We're getting a lot of the favorites for me personally. Maple Treeway is my favorite track. Got to have it. All right, then we got some updates. Nintendo Switch Sports will begin its golf mode this holiday. Mario Strikers Battle League gets a second free update. You got Diddy Kong. You got Pauline. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 going to have some DLC of some mechanical hero. And, uh, yeah, just small little updates to games that, if you like, there's some more stuff for them. Then we got a bunch of Resident Evil Cloud versions. They had announced a while back, I believe, for other consoles that pretty much 7... 3, 4, and 8, we're getting, like, PS5 and Xbox Series X, like, next-generation free updates if you already owned it. Um, so this, by comparison of just having, like, online versions of probably the PS4 games, most likely, is not very exciting to me. Um, but if you want them, I mean, I don't know. I don't fuck with no, no cloud version, that's for sure. And then we had, like, five or six different farming games. So, apparently, Harvest Moon and Wonderful Life is getting remade as Stories of Seasons and Wonderful Life. I thought that was a new game. We got Fate Farm. We got Rune Factory. We got Harvestella. Apparently, the uh, N64 Harvest Moon game is coming to the Japanese Nintendo Switch Online. A lot of farming games. And then some uh, indie stuff. We got Tunic. We got It Takes Two. Both of which kind of looked a little rough as far as frame rate's concerned. But hopefully, it'll be good. And then Tales of Symphonia. I have that uh, game on GameCube. Didn't play it a whole lot. But it's kind of cool that I can just pick it up on the Switch. Anything else? Radiant Silver Gun's kind of a classic arcade shoot-em-up if you like Ikaruga. Uh, Factorio, I've heard a lot of people play. Probably the weirdest game in the entire thing was Fitness Boxing Fist of the North Star. There's a lot of good like Fist of the North Star games, like recent ones that have come out. So it's weird that we're getting like a weird-ass boxing sports one not sure what the fuck that's all about but uh yeah, and then ended off endless dungeon another roguelike uh, that sega was making kind of looked a little interesting imo kind of looked a little cool kind of looked a little quirky but that's it i'm not going to go over every single game there was 40 minutes worth of announcements but if you were to ask me what like the big thing is pikmin 4 by far is the number one like most interesting thing for me then probably kirby's return to dreamland Deluxe looks dope. Uh, the Breath of the Wild sequel will be third for me. And uh, the rest of it's just kind of up in the air. I mean, I'm sure Fire Emblem fans are going to love Engage. I'm going to be pretty big on some of the N64 games. But overall, not a very interesting direct for me. I mean, the fact that like we got Pikmin 4 at all is probably worth all the like mediocrity just because we never thought we were getting this game for such a long time. But uh, still, probably could have been a good bit shorter. And it really kind of just shows to me that, like, outside of Pokemon at the end of this year and uh, Sonic Frontiers, 
There's not going to be a whole lot of like interesting holiday releases, in my opinion. So, yeah. And on top of that, like a lot of these games were released for like early 2023 and even then some smaller stuff. So I still don't think we really know a whole lot, honestly. Um, but who knows? I mean, Breath of the Wild 2 to start next year is going to be pretty huge. Uh, we're, there's a lot of rumors for Metroid Prime, the first GameCube game being remastered. Metroid Prime 4 still needs to come out. I'm going to guess that like 2023 is going to be like the last sort of bastion for the switch you got pikmin 4 pretty much we've known everything uh that will be coming the sort of last stragglers are showing up here probably by like 2024 or like the end of 2023 we're going to be hearing about the next generation of switch i just don't see it at this current moment in time continuing with the regular switch with this sparse of a lineup and this sparse of announcements i mean they could but like i, I don't know what else is left for them. I mean, obviously, I'd love Star Fox or F-Zero or whatever, but you don't have to wait on that. <laughs> you could eat just as easily just put out a new Switch game, but, uh, a new Switch console, and then put them on there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, an interesting Direct. Not my personal favorite. Not the worst ever. There's a lot of people over-exaggerating on Twitter, obviously. But uh, just sort of a middle-of-the-road sort of Direct. All right. With that being said, I wanted to give a little bit of update. Uh, in the last Ain't On Acre, I talked about how I was uh, doing some editing work, $300 a month, working for a tech channel, and that has been fun, and that has been good. However, $300 a month is not enough to live off of, uh, at least for my bills and my expenses and everything. So, was looking for some part-time thing to sort of uh, fill up that schedule, to work it out with, uh, so I could continue to make a little bit more money, $300 a month, you know, that'd be nice. And I found something. Basically, I am part-time on a trash collection company called Valley Living. And basically, my job is I show up at 8 o'clock at night, uh, Sunday through Thursday, at a little apartment complex. Then I go to each building, take their trash, and then drop it off at a compactor, which is on site. And then I'm done by 10 o'clock. So I kind of spend two hours there for like five days a week and make $18 an hour, although I end up having like a, uh, there's a minimum amount of money that I can make, so even though it's $18 an hour, more than likely I'm going to be getting like 200 or so a week, uh, just because Sunday is pretty busy, and we don't work Friday and Saturday, so there's obviously more trash on that day, yeah. but the hourly rate is just sort of a worst case scenario type deal, like I'll actually be getting a good bit more money, which is cool, so I started... Uh, on the 28th of August, and I've been working there for about two weeks now. Wanted to kind of wait and see if it was actually a real thing before talking about it on 8 on Acre, and it is, which is cool. So, if you want to do a little bit of math, 200 a week combined with the 300 from editing every month sort of puts me at a thousand, one thousand one hundred and like eighty dollars a month, which is certainly nice to live off on. Uh, definitely enough to cover my month-to-month -month expenses. I'm still a little bit behind on some earlier bills that I would like to uh, cover this month, but, um, you know, once those are out of the way, I should have some actual, uh, you know, money to save, money to spend. Uh, so I've been, you know, using it to fix up my uh, truck bed handle, which was broke off. I'm thinking about getting one of those, like, Spotify car things, so I actually have, like, a, a radio, which is cool. 
thinking about maybe getting some better wireless earbuds because, you know, when you're working there, you get to listen to music. There's no one else with you, so you're just by yourself. Uh, and uh, no offense to Ethan, he got me some, like, cheapo Walmart on AirPod knockoff deals, and they work fine enough, but uh, they keep falling out of my ears. They're a little inconvenient, not gonna lie. So, thinking maybe might get, might get some older AirPods or something to work with my phone. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. I uh, have a new phone, too. I don't know if I've talked about that. But uh, my grandparents got me a new phone because my old one was dying. For those who uh, don't know, it's an iPhone 12, updated to iOS 16, pretty fresh. I will not be giving out my phone number on Aiden on Anchor. Do not ask me. But uh, yeah, been 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 pretty interesting. A couple of active months. I'm not gonna lie. The summer has been insanely busy, and with all the fixes and truck stuff and readjusting and. Living with four other people was a lot, which means I didn't really have like time to work on stuff. But I'm hoping by the end of this year, I'll be caught up on all my bills, past bills. I have jobs that I can work for and, and do consistently. I'm having fun editing still. Then after all of that has sort of settled, I can hopefully just uh, make time to put out my own stuff. Because there's, there's videos in the works. I've mentioned it a bunch. I'm not going to mention it again. Just because I don't want to promise nothing, man. This, this whole year has just been like the busiest thing after the busiest thing. And if I keep promising stuff, it might never come out. So, hey, what are you going to do? But that was essentially my life update. Wanted to let y'all know that, yes, I'm a part-time trash collector, working at night, two hours, five days a week, $18 an hour. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, honestly. And uh, sort of a, a nice thing that fits in with the rest of my schedule that I have going on. But that'll be it for this episode of A Non Acre. If you want to support the podcast, there's a little support button there. You can donate to it, make the podcast a little bit more consistent. Hey, that'd be nice. But you don't have to. Anyway, with all that being said, I've been Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and I'm signing off. (laughs) 